I went out to breakfast with a few friends for my 20th birthday and I had Avo on toast. I drove from Melbourne to Wangaratta and I started getting really bad stomach pain. I knew that I needed to like do a poo. I was in between two servos, finally got to the service station and literally as I was walking inside, I pooed my pants, guys. Hello guys, welcome back to the Real Health Real Talk podcast and today is a solo episode and I'm talking about something that is very personal Um, and I can't believe that I haven't really spoken in depth about it before but today I sat down and I sort of wrote out a few notes timeline wise and yeah, I'm ready to really discuss it and I think that if you're in a similar position to what I am or what I was, I feel like it's going to be good for you to hear because this kind of thing doesn't get spoken about the way that I'm going to speak about it. Um, And this will all make sense very soon. Today I'm talking about my experience with celiac disease and gluten intolerance and just going through the testing of that and, you know, circumstances and situations where I didn't know what it was and just the unknown and I know how frustrating it can be. So today we're going to do that. Um, not going to do a real recap today because I just want to get straight into this and I don't want it to be too long. This is not going to be a facts and figures type of episode about celiac disease. I think that would probably not be very interesting. Um, and that's just not what I'm talking about today. I will just quickly talk about what celiac disease is so you know, um, because obviously the story will make sense if you know what I'm talking about. So celiac disease is an autoimmune condition and it's um, triggered by gluten. So there's a few types of gluten sensitivity or gluten allergy. So you can just be um, gluten intolerant or you can have non-celiac gluten allergy, um, which is where you have the antibodies, but you don't have damage um, on your small intestine. And then there's celiac disease where it's actually damaging your small intestine um, and can lead to a lot of other really bad complications. Um, And so that is what I have. And yeah, I'm just going to be really open today and talk about my experience with it. So the first symptoms for me of celiac disease was in 2016, Um, And I didn't know what it was at the time, obviously. And you'll see that, yeah, it was just, I had no idea. So in 2016, um, I started to feel a little bit unwell quite often. Um, I remember I was really, in quotation marks, really healthy this year. 2016 is the year that I started my health journey. And back then I just thought that not eating gluten was like part of being healthy. So I didn't have a lot of gluten, but I did still have toast. And I remember in particular, every Thursday night, my family and I, we would get pizza from this place. We would get something called the Joe Special and it was so delicious. But I remember how sick I would feel after it. And like the next morning on my walks, because I would go for a walk every single morning like I do now, and I could have actually vomited. That's how unwell I felt. Um, And I did eat like a large pizza to myself, but but I would still do that. If it didn't have gluten, I'd be fine. Um, But I just kind of thought, you know, I don't eat very unhealthily. So of course, when I have a pizza, I'm not going to feel well. And that that was the general idea, having... um, 
yeah, having when I had pasta, I thought, oh, pasta is not good for you. So, of course, I don't feel good after it. But it's and the thing that I didn't notice is that not only did I not feel good or not only was I in a food coma, like people said, I actually felt genuinely sick. And I thought that that was how everybody felt after having pasta or pizza. Um and those are the foods that I notice. Obviously, gluten is in a lot of things. So gluten is um, a protein in barley, wheat, and rye. Um, and so that can be found in a lot of different things. Wheat is in a lot of things. But that's kind of what I what I pinned it down to at that point. Like I, I wasn't saying, oh, gluten, it's gluten intolerance. I just thought when I have these types of foods, I don't feel well. Um, and it progressively got worse. So like I said, I would have toast. I think I was having probably toast almost every day. Um and that would have been the consistent thing that I would have gluten with. And I remember I was working full time at the supermarket and I would often just feel unwell. And it was to the point where I like that was my normal. There was a little bit of fatigue involved, um, headaches and just not feeling 100 percent, not having the best energy Um and then there was also the pain. So I would have really, really uncomfortable stomach pains. Um, and I've never, like, now I do get a tiny bit of um, period pain just the last few cycles. But I think a lot of that is from increased stress and coronavirus and being out of work and all that sort of stuff. But previous to this, I had never had um, period pain. And so when I was experiencing these pains, a lot of people were like, oh, it's just period pain. But intuitively, I think I knew it wasn't because I'd never had that before. And it wasn't really where, now that I have had some period pain, it is very different. Gluten pain is quite a little bit higher and it like feels like it's bouncing from side to side. And if you have gluten intolerance, I feel like you'll know exactly what I'm saying. But it is so painful. It's like a stabbing pain. And there was one instance when I was at work and I don't really remember what I had eaten, but obviously there was a lot of gluten. I'm not really sure. But I just, I was staying at the cash register and I had to say to someone, oh, can you please, can you please cover for me? I need to go be sick. I just felt really unwell. The, the pain in my stomach was making me feel unwell. Um, and I went to the bathroom and I wasn't sick, but I was just, just in excruciating pain. So I left work. I was like, guys, I have to go. And I went to my mum and dad's work. Was it was kind of around the corner. And I said to my mum, I'm just in so much pain. So she was calling the GP. And then um, I just got so much worse before we could get into the GP. So she ended up taking me to the emergency room, which was also around the corner from their work. So lucky it wasn't very far. And I was sitting in the emergency room, just in excruciating pain. And I remember my granny came to visit me. We were just in the waiting room at this point. We, I think we waited for a few hours, which is fine. Like I know that everyone, everyone in the emergency room, it's an emergency. And then I think they just thought I had period pain. So they were like, you can wait. Um, so I was sitting there and my granny was trying to talk to me. My granny was like, oh, it's just period pain. You'll be fine. And I was literally thinking, I love you, but like it is not period pain. Um, I stood up to go to the bathroom and then I was in so much pain that I collapsed and then just vomited everywhere. And then they finally, after that, let me in. Um, and I had a long-term boyfriend at the time. Well, not a long-term, but like we'd been dating for over a year and they were very, they, were, they thought that I was pregnant. So they did the pregnancy test and that came back negative. Um, and they were just testing for a lot of different things. And then someone was like, maybe it's an appendicitis and just all these different things. But nobody, nobody thought it would be gluten intolerance. Um, I think probably because the pain was so severe, it did like cause me to actually collapse and, and be sick. Um, so after that, I had to have a bunch of testing. I went and got 
um, two ultrasounds, an external ultrasound, an internal ultrasound, which is not fun. It's literally what they sound like. Like they take, they put a like stick up your like vagina and scrape around and see what they can see. Um, and yeah, they, they couldn't find anything, which is a good thing. Um, and yeah, so that sort of just fizzled out. I got a bunch and bunch and bunch of tests. Um, and I remember I t- took that whole week off work um, and yeah, blood tests and everything, but nothing came back with anything conclusive. So they, yeah, they, it fizzled out. I didn't get any answers from that. Um, and then just continued to have those feelings, but I didn't, I didn't go back to the ER. And then in 2017, that is when I moved to Melbourne. I remember one night in particular, I started to have those same really, really bad pains. And I was eating a lot of gluten when I was on college. So um, at the start, I was trying to eat like really healthily, but then I sort of fell into like, I was eating McDonald's, just like really not great foods um, and a lot of gluten. So again, a lot of bread and, and that sort of thing. And when it was one night and we were all drinking um, and we were playing this drinking game where this is probably bad that I'm talking about it, but a drinking game where it was called um, Amy Wine Hands and the boys had to do something else, but all the girls were together. You had two wine bottles taped to your hands um, and you couldn't untape them until you'd finished both bottles of wine yourself. And I started to get these pains. So I knew that I shouldn't drink. So I just went to the toilet and tipped them both down the sink and then I still went out and the pain kept getting worse and worse and worse and I remember I was on the couch at Stolly's which is the bar that we used to go to and one of my friends was sitting with me and I was in tears and I was just like I'm in so much pain and everyone just thought I was really drunk but I don't blame them because I was such a lightweight so I often yeah uh, let's not go into that but yeah so I ended up walking outside and I was going to call an Uber but then again the pain got so bad that I collapsed and I fell backwards against the wall and was sitting on the ground until two people from the same college as me asked me like hey are you from Menzies are you okay and I was like no I'm just in so much pain and they thought that I'd taken drugs and it was just a big kerfuffle anyway they um put me in an Uber with them and they took me to the nearest hospital and it was the same sort of thing I was under surveillance and they did all the tests and nothing really came of it yeah so it was just it that was just that continuous thing not feeling a hundred percent I barely exercised in 2017 I really just I wasn't feeling good um and then I remember oh okay so this is and this is weight very very TMI so if you're not into this kind of thing or this sort of thing bothers you then probably skip 30 seconds on my 20th birthday I was vegan at this point so I was actually eating way more gluten because I was just, yeah, the grains and things that I I had to have more grains because I couldn't have meat. Anyway, I went out to breakfast with a few friends for my 20th birthday and I had Avo on toast. And then because I was in Melbourne with my friends and I wanted to see my family on my birthday, I drove from Melbourne to um, Wangaratta and straight after breakfast. So I had all this gluten for breakfast and then I was on my way home and it was about halfway through and I started getting really bad stomach pain and I was like so bloated and I knew that I needed to like do a poo and I was in between two servos. I was trying so hard to get there. So I was like just concentrating. I was breathing. I was meditating. I was doing affirmations. I was like, okay, I can do this. Like just get there, just get there, just get there. And I finally got to the service station and I walked inside and literally as I was walking inside, I pooed my pants, guys. This is how bad this was. And 
And I think people, I don't know, don't think that when it's like when you go out and people are like, you ask for no gluten in your food and they're like, oh yeah, okay. I don't think it has gluten. And I, I don't even care now. I'm so shameless about it. I'm like, well, could you please make sure there's no gluten? Cause I will actually poo myself. And people think that's me being dramatic. I literally on my 20th birthday pooed my pants in a service station. I had to take my pants off. Lucky it wasn't very much. Like I took my pants off, took my underwear off, threw my undies in the sanitary bin, put my leggings. They were leggings, which is like the worst. And they were actually my sisters. Sorry, Taylor. I've washed them since. Um, leggings, the worst type of pants to put your hands in because they're so tight, but none of them got on the leggings. Thank goodness. So I put my knickers in the sanitary bin and then I put my leggings back on with no knickers. And then I walked out and I was like, I just pooed my pants on my 20th birthday. Cool. Um, so yeah. And I remember also in college friends used to say, one in particular, Ferg, he used to always say, um, Ev, you just have a really delicate snowflake of a stomach because after all of the things that we would eat, like we'd go out and have a palmy or I don't know, just anything that had gluten in it. And, and it's, I think now looking back around, it's like, well, couldn't you realize you were allergic to gluten, like all the symptoms, but I didn't, it just didn't come to my mind. Um, and yeah, I would, I'd be like, oh guys, how sick do you feel after that palmy? And they'd be like, no, I actually feel fine. And I was like, oh, just make cool. So yeah, that was the, that was my 20th birthday. I actually peed my pants. Um, and then later on in that year, 2017, my sister and I went and did three for our business May Louise. So my sister owns it now, but we started a company called May Louise, which is like candles and body products. And anyway, we did a, um, a pop-up store in Albury in 2017. We're working every single day and we would bring our own lunch or our mum would make it for us. Oh, bless her. She's the best. So she was making our sandwiches. So every single day I was having a sandwich. So obviously lots of gluten. And I just remember my most vivid memory of the pop-up shop we worked for the whole month was obviously, okay, being fatigued. Like we worked very hard. But the other thing was that I was so incredibly bloated, like so, so, so bloated. Um, and I, like, I remember I went to the toilet my sister was in there too. And obviously, again, this is TMI. So maybe this whole thing, if you're not into this, like maybe just don't listen, but I would sit on the toilet and then just like nothing would come out. It would just be like me, like so gassy and just like, yeah, just too much. Um, and I remember Taylor being like, oh my gosh, are you okay? What is going on in there? And I'm like, oh, I'm dying. Oh, I know these little bliss balls from Boost. I remember I ate those a lot. So I was so, so bloated to the point where I looked like I was pregnant. Like I actually looked like I was pregnant. I was in so much pain. And I was just researching, 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 trying to get rid of my bloating because that was the biggest thing. And obviously the sick feeling, but I was... 20 years old at this point. And I was like, I don't want to look fat. Like I honestly looked like I was pregnant. Um, so I did some research on how to reduce bloating and I spent a crazy amount of money on these pills. I know this is so not like me that were meant to, and they were meant to be natural. So like this wasn't too bad, but anyway, they were from the U S I had to get them shipped from the U S um, to Australia and they were meant to stop bloating. Um, and needless to say, they didn't work because it wasn't just the bloating. Um, so yeah, that was, that was an intense year. So this is 2017 we're talking about. So moving on to 2018, um, I still got really excruciating pain, but, um, I stopped going to the ER because I was sort of, I just knew that nothing, they wouldn't be able to work it out after the two times I'd been. And it was just, you know, a bit of a shit show, to be honest. And it's not their fault. I think that when you look at someone who's in pain, you freak out and you're like, oh gosh, let's test for this, let's test for this. No one's like, 
do you feel unwell after eating wheat? So it was I'm not blaming anyone here in this whole story. There's no blame. No blame, no shame. Um, so 2018, yeah, I didn't go to the ER. So when I would get those pains, I'd literally just go to bed and cry, which sounds so depressing, but it was. I would just be in so much pain. And I remember um, I was in uni and I this is at this point I didn't live on college anymore. I lived at a house with my sister and a few friends um, and I was walking out to the uni parking lot and I was in so much pain that I was like hovering, like, um, what's the word? hobbling over to my car. I got in my car and I just started crying because I was in so much pain. Um, And the other thing was that it was affecting my life so, so much, like the things that I loved. And I remember going to a step class with my mum, not just once, but on many occurrences and having to stop halfway through because all the jumping made me need to poo my pants. And I obviously went to the toilet, so I didn't poo my pants again. I'm happy to report that Oh, no. Okay. I have... Okay, we'll tell that story in a second. But yes, so I literally couldn't go to the gym without needing to run and do a poo. Um, And I was eating at this point again, a lot of toast and avo. um, But but at the end of 2018, this is when I started to limit my gluten intake because I started to... I don't know. I just wanted to try it. And I don't even think it was me saying I'm gluten intolerant, but I started to limit it. And then I was seeing a naturopath as well. And I was telling her a lot of these symptoms. And I, I remember saying to her, do you think I could be gluten intolerant? And she said, yeah, maybe. Like, why don't you do an elimination diet? And I was like, yeah, cool. So I was doing an elimination diet. And this was in 2018. So um, I, for the rest of 2018, was really eating limited limited gluten. Um, but when I felt like it, I'd have a little bit. And I'd just feel sick. That closer to the end of 2018, I started eating it less and less because my symptoms were getting worse and worse. Um, and then rolling around to 2019, so went to Cairns with my family. I hadn't eaten gluten very much at all. It was just like I'd literally maybe have a cheeky chicken nugget from McDonald's and I'd pay for it. Like I would run straight to the toilet or I'd need to go to bed and I'd be in sweats and just feeling so unwell. Um, so it just, the more there was, um, in terms of like risk and reward, like it just, it got to the point where I just was scared to eat gluten. So we went to Cairns and I thought, you know what? Everyone's living the Vita Loca. Everyone's on holidays. Everyone's having a great time. I'm just going to eat whatever the heck I want. So I ate pasta. I ate all this different stuff. And I don't know what possessed me to do that because I was so unwell. I could not stand up straight. I know that sounds dramatic and I'm not just embellishing the story. Standing up straight was too painful. I literally couldn't physically do it. I would go to bed. My stomach would be massive like I was nine months pregnant. Yeah, I was, I was just so unwell. Um, oh, and also backtracking, there was another story. I was in Ligon Street with my sister Taylor and we went and we got to this beautiful place called, I think it's called La Spaghetta. Um, and we got the trio pasta platter and this must have been, I would say, end of 2018. And... I wasn't eating gluten, but I was like, you know what? Let's just freaking do it. So we got the parcel plate. And by the time we'd finished at the restaurant and walked to the car, I was almost crying and I could not drive home. And I was just sitting there in so much pain. So then I think it was, that was the last time I actually ate pasta. So then fast forward again in Cairns, thought, you know what? I'm just going to do it because everyone's having the best time. Felt so extremely unwell. And this is when my mum, because I wasn't living with my parents. I was in Melbourne. This is when my mum was like, oh, this isn't normal. Like you are actually in a lot of pain. And my mum, I just want to say this, has been by my side every time. Well, she wasn't in Melbourne when I went to the ER, but when I was in the Wang ER, she was there 
through all of this, she's been there through all of this. She's been my biggest advocate and it's just been so good to have her through this. So when I got home from Cairns, that was the final straw. I thought this is not normal. And by this time, I'd also, I was in my third year of my degree. So I'd learned all about celiac diseases. I'd learned about gluten intolerance and I was pretty convinced that I had celiac disease. So I went to the doctor on call, which you're not supposed to do, but I just could not handle it anymore. And I said to her, hey, I'm re- I really think I've got celiac disease. Can you please let me get tested? And she was kind of being like, oh, I don't know. Have you eaten gluten? I was like, I ate gluten probably three times last week, but I haven't eaten it since then. And the thing with gluten intolerance testing is that you, hash- you have to actually eat it up until you're being tested because it's an autoimmune disease. You have antibodies in your body. And when the pre- you have the presence of antibodies, it means that you have the autoimmune disease. Um, and so she was like, oh, sorry, but it probably won't show up. Like if you haven't been eating much gluten, then you can't do it. And I said, you know what? Like just test me anyway. Finally got the test, came back that I was positive for the genes. So there are certain genes that are like precursors, which means you probably have celiac disease. But then um, along with that, I also had the antibodies present, which means you can't confirm that you have celiac disease, but you can confirm that you have non-celiac gluten allergy. The next step to confirm that you actually have celiac disease and the only way is to go and get uh, a gastroscopy and a biopsy of your small intestine so they can examine it and see. So this was in 2019. This was in March that I got tested and um, told that I needed to get the operation. I got booked in for the operation on the 29th of July in 2019. Um, and they told me to be eating gluten right up until um, the operation. And just to be honest, guys, as a nutritionist, you you have to. You don't want to risk having a... Um, a false negative, and I almost had one. So um, not for that reason, but I'll talk about that as well. So please, I know, trust me, I freaking know how much it sucks and how hard it is to eat gluten when you know it makes you feel unwell. And I had the idea to make it fun, like I'm going to eat some McDonald's or I'm going to go to Ligon Street, but I just couldn't do it, guys, because I knew how sick it made me feel. So every now and then I had a bit of toast, but then apart from that, I really didn't eat much gluten. So I was really worried that it wasn't going to show up because by this point, I was pretty sold. I'm not an expert, but pretty sold that I had celiac disease. Um, And I remember I was in there and the lady was taking my order for lunch after the surgery. And she was like, what would you like? And I said, can I always have a gluten-free sandwich? And she's like, but you don't even know if you're celiac. And I was like, girl, I don't care. I know that it makes me feel unwell. Like, and this is the thing with celiac disease. People say, well, why would you even bother just to get a diagnosis? Why wouldn't you just not eat gluten? You have to be so much more careful when you have celiac disease than if you just are intolerant to it. Um, And I remember a chef saying to me, is it anaphylactic or something? Like, why do we need to be so careful? It actually damages you to the point where you can have um, other autoimmune diseases. It can lead to cancers. Um, It can lead to infertility. And and it's not about, I'm not talking about the details of the disease, but it actually is really serious, which is why, you know, there's a difference between thinking, oh, I shouldn't eat this, then I can't eat this. And if you are celiac, you can't eat gluten. It is just so, so bad for your body to eat it. So I just, I wanted to know, had to know. So I had the surgery um, and afterwards I was so groggy. I was really worried about the surgery um, because so many, they kept on saying it's just a, um, a, a, Oh, what is it? It's just that they sedate you a little bit, but it's not like you're under. 
So I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to stick something down my throat and I'm going to be awake? Like, that's insane. And they were like, oh, you should be okay. But guys, I don't remember a single thing. I was out cold. I remember them rolling me over to put me on the table. And then I just don't remember anything else until I woke up and the nurse said, oh, you're all done. And I said, no, they haven't done anything yet. Like I was out cold to the point where I didn't even know they'd done it yet. And then once I'd woken up, the surgeon came over and said, Ebony, it looks all good. I don't think you have it. And my heart sank. And I know that sounds silly, but guys, I I remember thinking if I don't have celiac disease and something else is wrong with me, and even if I have celiac disease and I have to really monitor my diet and have a gluten-free diet, I would rather that than not know what the hell is wrong with me. So I kind of, yeah, my heart sank after that. And I wish that this was the end of the story, but it wasn't. So I was being monitored in um, post-op and they picked up that my heart was being really weird. It would just kept on skipping and it was like an irregular beat. So then I had to be monitored for a lot longer and then I was referred to a cardiologist. So this was in the midst of me working as a babysitter and me studying in Melbourne. I had to go to Melbourne and then come back and then see the cardiologist. I had to wear um, a heart monitor for 24 hours. It looked like I had a bomb strapped to me. It's in my, it's on my Instagram and maybe when I post this episode, I'll put it in my stories, a picture of me wearing it. Um, so I had to do that. Um, and then what happened was the doctor who referred me literally evaporated. She didn't work at the place anymore. So it was honestly like I was completing the amazing race, trying to get my freaking results. So I hadn't heard from anyone. I kept on calling, blah, 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 trying to get an appointment with this person. Um, and then I had an appointment for something else in Melbourne. And she said, oh, she saw that I got tested for celiac disease. And she was like, how'd it go? And I said, oh, I don't know. But like, does that mean that I don't have it? Because nobody's tried to contact me and I can't get in contact with them. And she said, no, like you need to find out. So I finally, I called and called and called and said, look, I'm coming to Wangaratta. Can I please just talk to someone even over the phone? Um, I finally got a hold of a doctor and it was just really hard because no one was going to chase it up because I didn't have a GP for me. Um, nobody was, you know, um, advocating for me. So they called me to come in, um, and they were going to tell me over the phone. The nurse looked at the results. And so, like I said, there's a visual that the surgeon does, and then there's the biopsy. And for the visual, they couldn't see any damage. And I think that's because I wasn't eating a lot of gluten at the time. So the nurse saw that and she talked to my doctor and said, hey, she doesn't have it. I'm going to tell her. My doctor said, oh, just let me have a look first. And it's so freaking lucky she did, guys, because when she went in, she realized that the nurse hadn't actually seen the biopsy. And when you went into the biopsy, it was positive. So she called me in. I went in and it was also me getting the results of the heart monitor. And my mum was like beside herself thinking that I had something wrong with my heart. And then, yeah, they said your heart's all good. It's just because you're young and fit. Your heart was being a little bit weird, but it's all good. Like you're fine. Um, and you have celiac disease. So I finally found out. So I had my surgery, uh, on the 29th of July and I got diagnosed with celiac disease on the 7th of October in 2019. And since then I have not intentionally eaten gluten. There have been a few times since then where I felt really unwell. I think I might've accidentally eaten it. Um, and that's the thing. It's guys, if you work in hospitality and somebody is asking you if it's gluten-free, please try your best to make sure it is because we're not just trying to be difficult. It's not just a trend. We honestly will be so sick if, if we have gluten or even if something contaminated with it. So it's really important. Um, and I really love when people make me feel reassured in what I'm eating. Um, 
so so yeah that was the end of my journey that was the 7th of October and it's now what the end of June and yes I haven't had any gluten since then so what's that September October November December January March April May June so for nine months I've been completely gluten free and that's when I've been diagnosed with celiac disease but I haven't eaten gluten intentionally for a very long time probably since March last year so yeah well over a year And the reason I wanted to talk about this is because, yes, maybe some of you have these symptoms. I'm not saying that you all have celiac disease, but I feel like nobody talks about those times when they feel so, like, these diseases are silent and they're invisible and people think that you're being so dramatic and people think, and and like, and sometimes, you, you know, I know so many people get diagnosed with IBS and guys, I know the pain of, of a disease that isn't cute. Like it's not, it's not an injury that's, it's not flattering. There's like, you literally could poo your pants in a service station. Okay. You could go to the gym and feel like you're going to poo your pants. You can't do certain things because you're too scared that you're going to feel unwell. You get scared going to restaurants. You try and be, you have to be picky with the menu guys that's not something that's fun and I feel like it's looked upon really badly and I feel like there's a stigma to it. So I just wanted to create this episode so that if you have any sort of um, gastrointestinal issues, stomach issues, um, like a bad stomach, anything, irritable bowel, anything like that, I hear you, I feel for you and I'm with you. I know how freaking shit it is. And every now and then when I don't feel 100% in my stomach, guys, I could cry with gratitude for the fact that it's just one day because it got to the point where it was so normal for me to, to 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 feel so sick to the point where I could actually vomit or poo myself. And that's like, I'm not being funny. That was my every day and that became my normal. And I'm here to tell you guys that that is not normal. It may be common for you. It may be regular for you. It might be common for other people, but it's not normal. And it might take, like it did for me, over three years for you to find what it is and three years for you to solve this problem. But I promise you that there is a solution out there. And I'm not saying that I have it, but just please don't give up. Please, please, please don't just surrender to to this disorder or disease that you have because there is light at the end of the tunnel and i know how painful it can be emotionally how embarrassing it is like i'm with you i'm with you and yeah so that's why i wanted to create this podcast episode and i really hope that if anything you just feel like you've got somebody on your side when it comes to this sort of thing um I don't think it's spoken about enough and that's why I wanted to talk about it today. So thank you so much for listening and I'm sending you all my love and best wishes and and please just if you if you feel like if you feel like there's no answer out there I promise there is please go and see a naturopath. Please don't leave. If there's one thing that this taught me it's that nobody cares about your health as much as you do and you have to beg for answers sometimes. You have to beg to be tested sometimes like I did because you want it you want to be well and if you want to be well you will be well thank you so much for listening if you want to hear or see more from me pop over to my instagram at ebony my health until the next episode i wish you happiness and real health